We're going to expedite the process here, but I want to share with you the word of God. Disruptors. Are there any disruptors in the house? Israel just referenced a disruptor right now in our current culture. You can't deny the fact that this amazing young man is disrupting the culture. And there's others like him emerging across the world. You're going to see, we prophesied some years back, about two, three years back, we're going to see some artists in Hollywood. We're going to see some sports athletes just radically be transformed by the power of God. We're going to see political officials in every sphere of society. Matter of fact, well, I'm even declaring even some other stuff. There are some CEOs from some Fortune 500 companies that are very well known that are about to be radically saved by the power of Jesus. There are some social media tech giants that are already begin, already have begun a journey with Jesus, that you're, you're about to hear some powerful declarations regarding the Lordship of Jesus Christ. So get ready for that. These are disruptors that disrupt the system and structures. And some people are uncomfortable with disruptors. People that are not satisfied with the status quo. We began by talking about David as a, an epic disruptor in Scripture. David, who is a shepherd boy who has the audacity of confronting the giants and even his own people, and God catapulted him to a place of prominence that inevitably led to David emerging as the king of Israel, conquering Jerusalem, and the rest is history. Let me give you a couple of things about, if you've heard about the David story, raise your hand. If, so David is this shepherd boy who became a king, and he became famous by defeating a giant. Now, there's a couple of elements regarding disruptors that you need to understand. Here's one for today. Disruptors, disruptors are not, cannot be distracted Amen. by the enemy's lies. Let me read it for you. Keep it legal. 1 Samuel 17, verse 8. Goliath, which is the giant, stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel. Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? Are you not servants of Saul? Go ahead, pick your person and come down to me. If he's able to fight and kill me then we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects. Then the Philistine said, this day I defy the armies of Israel. He started talking smack, trash, putting down, speaking disparagingly. Give me a man, let us fight each other. On hearing everything that this Philistine was saying, Saul and all the Israelites, not some of them, were dismayed and terrified. Here's what the enemy did. The enemy, Goliath, began to just hurl a bunch of declarations, including lies. Psychological warfare. That's what the, the enemy does. He begins to talk about there's no way in speaking about the people of God and the army of God and where is your God now and where is... This is all psychological warfare. It's lies. I want you to hear me. Here's a very powerful statement that you need to understand. The devil is a liar. No. I, I'm going to read this for you because you need to get it. John 8, says, do not forget what he speaks. This is Jesus speaking about the devil, Beelzebub, the, the prince of darkness. Do not forget when he speaks. He speaks in his native language of lies. Jesus is talking some smack here. Jesus talks about the devil and says, you know what, the, what his native language is? Lies. And then he says he's a liar and he is the father of all lies. I want you to hear me. The enemy, everything the enemy tells you is a lie. You missed it. The devil is a liar. The, the moment you begin to believe, his, the moment you receive, and, and don't tell me I don't believe the devil's lies. If you don't believe the devil's lies, 
then why do you get depressed when you hear that news? If you don't believe the devil's lies, then why do you lose your joy when something comes against you that doesn't line up with God's purpose for you? If you don't believe the lies, then why do you react the way you react? He is alive. Every time he says that you're not going to heaven, he's lying. Every time the devil says that your family is not going to be saved, he's lying. Every time he says that you're going to be an addict for the rest of your life, he's lying. Every time he says you're going to die in the pit you're currently in, he's lying. Every time he says you're never going to be happy, he's lying. You're never going to be holy, he's lying. Every time he tells you you're not going to be like other people that get their healing, he's lying. Every time he says everybody else gets their breakthrough, but you never get your breakthrough, he's lying. The devil is a liar and how how do you confront a lie with the truth you need to yes to I don't know what the devil has lied to you about in 2019, but I need you to counter the lie with the truth. You need to say whatever the enemy has told you, you need to push back with the truth and say, devil, you're a liar. First of all, my entire family will be saved. Are you with me right now? Second, I wasn't born to be an addict. My children were not born to be addicts. My children's children will not be bound by sin and captivity. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. I'm going to live a holy life. I'm going to live a healed life. I'm going to live a happy life. I'm going to live a humble life. I'm going to live a hungry life. I'm going to live an honoring life. If you understand that the enemy is a liar, raise your hand. No, if you really understand that he, is, he engages in psychological warfare for the purpose of you believing the lies. And by the way, don't tell me you don't believe the lie with the stuff that comes out of your mouth. So when you say stuff to your husband who's, an alcohol, who, who's supposedly an alcoholic, I say supposedly, watch this, who comes in at 2.30 in the morning all drunk, and, he, and he's abusive. If, every time you say you're an alcoholic and, and, you're, and you're a son of the devil and, and, and you're going to hell and you, you keep on saying these things, you're repeating the devil's lies. Pastor Sam, but the man is drunk. I mean, he is intoxicated. Doesn't that make him an alcoholic? Are we in denial? We're not accepting the truth. No, you're, you're a prophet. You, you have a prophetic anointing. And, and there's a difference. Are you with me right now? There's a difference. There is facts and truth. I know they have commonalities. But the fact is that he does battle with alcoholism. But the truth is, for he who the sun sets free is free indeed. So you want to speak not into his now, but into his next. So when your husband walks in at 2.30 in the morning, completely intoxicated, instead of calling him an alcoholic, why don't you say, hello, prophet of God. Hello, child of God. Are you with me right now? You need to stop feeding the lies of the enemy and speak truth. Speak truth into your body. Speak truth into your mind. Speak truth into your children. Speak truth into your circumstances. Do not tolerate any of the enemy's lies. So engage in psychological warfare. Disruptors, disruptors. So ooh, this is what disruptors do. Let me tell the story. I'm just keeping it legal in the same chronological order. Now David was in the field taking care of the father's sheep. Verse 15, 1 Samuel 17. His father told him, why don't you take roasted grain, these loaves of bread, and take along some cheeses. Now I'm not making this up. He's basically bringing Panera. His, so his father is telling him, won't you go to Panera and get some of the grain, some of the cheeses, 
and I want you to go, and this is what he, the mission. David is just a young guy in the field taking care of the sheep. The guy over there is lying. The father of, of David, one of eight brothers, the youngest, here's David, and Jesse comes over and says, why don't you go serve your brothers? Give me have some cheese. Let me have some stuff. Let me have that. All he did was come over and do this. This is all he did. This, this guy came over and, and, and the Bible, read it. So the, all he did was find those that were already in the battle. And serve those that were already in the battle. You missed it. He never came. He never, he never dressed, he never dressed up all bougie. He didn't post on his Instagram account. I'm about to go viral, baby. I'm about to go. There's a guy named Goliath talking trash about my people. And I'm, I'm about to dress up and go out. And this thing's about to go viral. God's about to pop this. Flip the script and make me famous. So get ready for me because here I come. Selfie time, baby. No. He, none of that happened. All the man did was, I'm going to bring some Panera to some people that are already in the field. So... I'm going to talk to right, right? If, if, you, if you want the platform and you want God to blow you up and you think this is the way of doing it, you're surely mistaken. What you need to do is go get some Panera. Find somebody who's in the middle of a battle. Find somebody right now who's battling. Are you with me? Find somebody who's facing a giant. You're not there to get famous. You're there to serve somebody else. We don't need people with a platform. We need people with some cheese sandwiches. We need people with some bread. Are you you with me we need some bread and cheese people that are willing to serve and say i'm here to serve you you're in your battle let me serve you let me give you some let me give you some bread and cheese let me you're in the battle i'm here to serve you i'm here to serve you before you become famous before you knock down your giant and you go viral find somebody else who's fighting another giant find someone else who's fighting something else are you with me right now find somebody who's fighting for their family Fighting for their home, fighting for their marriage, fighting for their ministry. Serve, baby. You gotta learn to serve. You gotta learn to do this before you end up on the throne in Jerusalem. David could always say, I started serving Panera. David, you're the king of Israel. Yeah, but let me tell you how I started. I smelled like sheep. When I went down in the field with a bunch of cheese and some bread, and I found people that were already in the midst of it. Are you getting this right now? Find somebody who's in the midst of it. Some of us want to go so fast and go from here to there without ever serving someone else first. This idea of service, Peter writes it out beautifully. Peter says, we've all been given gifts by God. We have to be good steward of those gifts. But the purpose of these gifts is to serve one another. Are you, are, are you getting this right now? we got to serve. So when people, when, when people ask me, and they do ask, they, and people come, some people don't know. So they get to erroneous conclusions. So they see us on television. They see us around the world. They see us with movies. They see us with that. They think we got there overnight. And they think that I had the right connections or that I knew somebody. Let me tell you how this started. When I was 14 years old, my pastor, first of all, in my mom's womb, my mom knew because God knew because my mom knew from my God. Anyway, and then my, when I was born, my grandfather began to prophesy over me since I was a little kid. And my 
grandfather would say, you're going to change the world, you're going to change the world, you're going to change the world, you're anointed, you're going to change the world. And he would do that in the midst of my other, you know, uh, you know cousins, and there would be some hatred and jealousy there. I ain't going to get into that. But he, he would just continue the world. But I was 14 years old when, my, when God really, really called me out, and my pastor saw it, and he's awesome, and he recognized it. So this is how my pastor started with me. You ready for this? I'm thinking I'm 14. I was a kid. God called me to preach. I was 14. So I'm thinking I'm going to get the mic. I'm going to be on the stage, man. I'm about to preach. Oh, glory to God. This is going to be great, right? It's just, oh, glory to God. This is going to happen, right? So I got my suit. My mama went to JCPenney, got me that suit. She got me the tie, baby. She got me that old time, that tie. Back in the day, we had those pointy cockroach killing shoes back on the East Coast. You could hit a corner. You could kill cockroaches in or without the name of Jesus. Those roaches would die. And, and I was ready to go. And my pastor got me. He saw me, boy, 14 years old. I'm ready to go because God called me and he spoke to me publicly and I got the anointing and I got destiny and my, my, my pastor looked at me and said alright son alright see the basement downstairs if you can clean up the, the, rest, the restrooms and the bathrooms if you can, here it is that's how we started cleaning up the bathrooms and the toilets serving for the dinners am I making this up Serving for the dinners, cleaning up the bathrooms. I mean, just serving. We served as ushers. We would clean the cars, paint the church. We would do that. We would do that. We would serve, serve, serve. So when you ask, how did you get there? Because I know what it is to serve Panera. I know what it is to put some cheese and some bread together and look at people in the field. You want your breakthrough? Go find somebody else who's praying for their breakthrough. You want your healing? Find somebody else who's experiencing the same thing. Thing and praise God and intercede for the healing. Are you with me right now? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, serve. Disruptors know how to serve. Disruptors love to serve. And, and let me let me give you let me give you something that few people have covered in preaching. One of the verses here that people usually overlook. So David hears the instructions of his dad. What do you want me to do, Dad? Go take Panera to your brothers and the commanders in the battle. Okay, and here comes verse 20, 1 Samuel 17. Early in the morning, David left. But he left the flock, his sheep, in the care of a shepherd. That's the part few people ever preach about. Stop. He was already tending his sheep. He did not just go, I have an opportunity. to. I'm going to leave. No, 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 no. He took care of... Of the now before he stepped into the next you know um, let me say it in, in, in layman's terms show him that you will honor your current responsibilities before you embrace your new opportunities let me repeat that show God that you will honor your current responsibilities before you embrace the new opportunities you're asking I want a new house in 2020 God's going to ask you what are you doing with the apartment you have in 2019 yeah I want a brand new car what are you doing with the car you currently have God I want a better relationship what about your current relationship in other words don't you dare ask God for the new if you're not taking care of the now are you with me right now you got to be faithful with what you have right now it's what you do with the now now somebody repeat after me it's what I do with the now 
You're asking God to, you're asking God to give you something when God is saying, show me what you're doing with the now. Your next is completely related to what you do with the now. Oh boy, oh boy. You're asking God for a new job. He's asking you, what are you doing with your current job? Are you being a steward of your current? So it's your now has to do with your next. You have to be faithful with the now before you are favored with the next. With the now. Show God your now. But by the way, what, would he, what did he do with the now? He did not just abandon his sheep. He did not say, you're on your own. I'm out. He placed his sheep in the hands of a what? You got to. Not the auto mechanic. Not the carpenter. But in the hands of a what? In the hands of a what? I need you to hear me. You're never ever going to knock down Goliath. And engage on the platform of destiny until you hand what you currently have in the hands of the shepherd. You have to put what you currently have in the hands of the shepherd. You got to give to the shepherd right now. Your family, your faith, your future, your health. Put it in the hands of the shepherd. The shepherd, the shepherd, the shepherd, the shepherd, the shepherd, the shepherd. I'm about to go over there, but I'm going to give you what I have. These are my sheep. I'm going to give it to you, Mr. Shepherd. Don't forget, I know what it is to fight against the bear and the lion. You got to be weary of the wolves and those that will try to take away the sheep. But I know you know how to do that because you are a shepherd. I'm here to tell you, you have nothing to worry about. Because your family and your home and your marriage and your destiny and your health are in the hands of the shepherd. I'm going to say that one more time. No, I'm going to prophesy now. You have no idea what's coming your way. What's coming your way is amazing. Do not believe the devil's lies. The reason why he showed up in 2019 is because you're about to see the glory of God in 2020. The reason why you went through hell this year is because you're about to see the glory of God next year. The, this was your test. Next year is your testimony. You've been through a process this year. You've been tested this year. By the way, some of you have been pruned this year. God cut some things off you and some people from around you because he's getting you ready for the best year of your life. Are you with me right now? But, be but before you step into your 2020, you got to give what you currently have in the hands of the shepherd. You got to give to the shepherd who knows how to fight off the bear and the lion. You got to give it to the shepherd who knows that when one of them goes astray, he knows where they're at. He knows where to find them. I'm preaching to at least five people right now. You're about to give. Oh, I, this is the prophetic moment where you are giving everything you have to the shepherd. You're saying, I'm about to go that way. I'm about to, I'm about to serve. I, I, I know you, God, has something great for me. If any giants show up, I know they're coming down. But I'm on my way that way. But what I have, I'm giving it all in the hands of the shepherd. If you're willing to give everything you have, and I mean everything, your strength and your weaknesses, the good you and the bad you, the strong you and the weak you, if you're ready to give your dream and your nightmare and give it all to the shepherd, shout like you know the shepherd is in charge. Matter of fact, raise both hands and repeat after me. Today, I place in the hands of the shepherd. Oh, I don't know if you're getting this. I'm placed in the hands of the shepherd. Everything I have. I know I have purpose. 
I have God-ordained destiny. But I am placing in the hands of the shepherd everything I have. No, repeat after me. The good shepherd is in charge of everything. The good shepherd is in charge of everything. He will take care of everything. All I need to do is walk in obedience. Walk in obedience to his word. And he will take care of my flock. He will take care of my family. I feel an anointing now. He will take care of my finances. He will take care of my health. He will take care of my future. He will take care of the A to Z of all of me. I have news for you. Put a smile on your face. Everything is in the hands of the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Give it to the shepherd, man. He gave everything he had. Here, this is it. Right there. Before I go here, I place everything in the hands of the shepherd here. My now. My now, my now is going to be, I'm going to take, I'm not going to abandon my now and go like, hey, this now is so jacked up that I'm just going to step into my next. Matter of fact, I'm not, some of y'all want just to leave the now, because the now is so messed up, discombobulated. How about this? The now is so broken that you're so desperate for the next. What if God says, why, why don't you let me heal the now? And when I heal the now, I will catapult you to the next. So when you look back, you don't see something broken. So when you look back, you, you, so you won't even fear looking back. Because when you look back, you know you went through a season there. But when you look back, you look carefully. You see that I showed up there and I healed it. And I changed. I feel the word right now. God wants to heal your now. God wants to fix your now. I said God wants to anoint your now. Matter of fact, God wants to bless your now. God wants to favor your now. God wants to change your now. I need you to get ready. He's going to do a work with your now. And when your now is in his hands, then he will catapult you to your next. Is this is for you? Raise one hand. If you need your now to be saved, delivered, healed, filled, blessed, favored, touched, raise both hands. If you need God to show up right now and deal with your now, raise both hands a little bit higher. Matter of fact, how many can say, hey, Pastor Sam, how about if I need my now to be dealt with by God right now? Raise both hands and a foot. I don't know if you're getting this. Sometimes we're so desperate for the next that we forget about the now. He didn't. He gave his now to a shepherd. And then he stepped into the next. The shepherd, the good shepherd. The one that said, I'll leave the 99 behind to find the one that was lost. That shepherd says, I got you. That shepherd says, I got you. I, I'm going to prophesy to somebody right now. I don't know. We just There's a pivot right here. This is for somebody here. 
God, you, you're not going to leave this year all messed up where you, oh, I'm going to step into 2020 and my healing and my breakthrough is around the corner and all that good stuff that we do in the charismatic world. Oh, it's going to, no, man, I'm here to tell you, no, don't believe that. Don't even believe that line and that rhetoric. Matter of fact, I would argue the devil would want you to believe that this year cannot be redeemed, that this, that, that your now cannot be fixed. Therefore, you have to step into your next. No, God's going to heal your now. He's going to save your now. He's going to deliver your now. He's going to bless your now. Matter of fact, he's going to bless your now so loud. He's going to prove, he's going to shut the devil's mouth with your now and smack him on the back of the head with your next. I'm preaching to five people right now. I'm going to say that one more time. He's going to shut the devil's mouth with what he's about to do now and he's going to smack him in the back of the head with your next. Oh my God. Yeah. Hey, hey. Somebody look at your neighbor, tell him he's about to show up now. And he's about to show off next. Tell your neighbor he's about to show up now. He's going to show up now in your family. Show up now in your finances. Show up now in your ministry. Show up now in your anointing. Show up now in your circumstance. Show up now in your purpose. Stand with me. You're already standing. You have to be faithful with the now before you are favored with the next. Because the shepherd knows how to fight off the bear and the lions. Because the shepherd knows what to do when one of them goes astray. It's the now and the next. It's the now and the next. Hey, Mr. Shepherd, can you take care of them the way I've taken care of them? Because my daddy's calling me to do something different. He's calling me to go over there. But all I know is this. Can you take care of them? Like if they were your own? And then God looks at you and says, the shepherd of shepherds says, I got this. I got this. Can you trust me with your flock? And that's what the Spirit of God is saying right now to someone here, someone watching. Can you trust me? Do you trust me with the flock? Do you trust me with what you currently have? Can you trust me 100%? Then even when you don't see what's happening, you know they're in my hands. Can you trust me with the family and the home and the marriage and the ministry? Can you trust me with your health? Can you trust me with the purpose? Can you trust me? So the Holy Spirit is asking someone here, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust God with your flock? Do you trust God with what you love the most or care about the most? Or you have been entrusted with? Do you trust God? If you do, raise one hand. If you really do, raise one hand. Not rhetorically. Do you really trust Him? So if you really trust Him, then why are you always looking back to see if they're okay? 
If you trust them, then why are you going, why are you walking like this? If you trust them, then why are you walking like this? Did David ever send a messenger? Can you go check on the flock? Kept doing God's will because he knew they were in the hands of the shepherd. I need you to believe God for everything that you love, for everything that's been entrusted to you. Don't you doubt. I'm here to tell you on this Sunday that everything you love is in the hands of the shepherd. That everything you care for is in the hands of the shepherd. That everything you've been entrusted with is in the hands of the shepherd. You have nothing to worry about. Hey, David, just take the Panera already. Take the cheese and the bread. Serve somebody in battle. Do my will. I got you. I got everything over here so you can accomplish everything over there. Lift up your hands. Something risk, something this week, last week, the week before. What? Something recently didn't work the way you thought it was going to work out. I have news for you. You're a child of God, so guess what? Don't believe the devil's lies, and everything is in the hands of the shepherd. That's for somebody here. Somebody should be maybe shouting a little bit right about now because that word is for you. You got a little bit of news. What are you going to do? Believe the devil's lies? I feel a breakthrough right about here, right about now. I dare you to lift up both hands and say everything's in the hands of the shepherd. No, but you got to say it like you believe it. Israel, come up here, please. Everybody lift up your hands. I sense God in this place. Everything's in the hands of the shepherd. I feel a breakthrough as I speak. I said everything's in the hands of the Everything's in the hands of the shepherd. Look up here, look up here, look up here, look up here, look up I feel God all over this place. Look up here, look up here, look up here, look up here. He's been lying to you, meaning the enemy. That John 8, 44, the enemy's been lying to you. It's all lies. The stuff going through your mind, right here, look at me, look at me. Take your finger, touch yourself here. The stuff that runs contrary to joy and peace and love and righteousness. The stuff against God, that's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Don't permit the enemy's lies to penetrate because then you end up lying to yourself. Don't believe the lies, don't repeat the lies, don't embrace the lies, don't tolerate the lies, and don't lie to yourself. Are you with me right now? If you're getting this word, raise one hand. Disruptors are not distracted by the enemy's lies. Disruptors serve those that are already in the battle and disruptors ooh, place everything in the hands of the shepherd I, I know that I'm saying this repeatedly and it's okay because the spirit of God is here can you just not, you're not doing me a favor for your own sake lift up both hands like you're giving God everything I 
some of you just lifted up the weight off you. Just by lifting up your hands, your concerns, just your worries, your prayers, some of you about your children and your children's children and your children's children's children, some of the breakthroughs you've been praying for, some of the things you've been asking God for. Oh, God says, I got this. They're in my hands. I got this. And God says, hey, by the way, David, I know how to fight off the bear and the lion and the serpent and the fox and the wolves and the hyenas. I know. I know. Everything's in the hands of the shepherd. The A to Z. Can you just repeat after me right now? Just say, Heavenly Father, you are the good shepherd. You are my shepherd. I shall not want which means I won't need a thing because you provide everything I need so today just like David just like David I give you everything I place everything in your hands good shepherd I give you the all of me the good the bad and the ugly my strength and my weaknesses my righteous days and my sinful days I give you all of me and everybody I love everybody around me it's in your hands I'm gonna move to the next only because everything is in the hands of the shepherd in Jesus name if you really believe what you just prayed give God the best praise you've given him this entire year Lift up your hands. Israel's going to sing. If, and as he's, oh, I sense God. I sense God. I kid you not, I just saw something in the spirit. I just saw the good shepherd coming after some of the sheep that were lost from your flock. I saw the good shepherd saying, you don't know where they're at, but I know where they're at, so I'm going to find them, and I'm going to bring them back to their place of destiny. I'm going to bring them back to their place of purpose. If you know what it is for the good shepherd to find you and bring you back to your place of destiny, praise God like the good shepherd has everything in his hands. Everything is in the hands of the shepherd. Everything is in the hands of the shepherd. Everything, everything, everything is in the hands of the shepherd. Everything is in the head. I feel breakthrough in the house. I feel breakthrough right here, right now. Everything is in the hands of the shepherd. Everything is in the hands of the shepherd. 
of the shepherd. You have nothing to worry about. Everything's in the hand of the shepherd. Everything's in the hand. to worry about. The Lord says everything's in my hand. Everything's in the hands of the shepherd. Everything, 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 everything. I've got you. 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 You are in the hands of the shepherd. You are in the hands of the shepherd. Your life is in the hands of the shepherd. Your destiny is in the hands of the shepherd. Listen, the rest of you, you are in the hands of the shepherd. The bear and the lion and the serpent and the wolves will never be able to touch you again. You are in the hands of the shepherd. Jesus, the good shepherd, the blood of Jesus, the salvation of Jesus. You are in the hands of the shepherd. shepherd you are in his hands with great purpose you're the apple of his eye you are in the hands of the shepherd father in Jesus name this is your son this is yours this is part of your flock your family today through the redemptive work of Christ we affirm the fact that he is in your hands and the A to Z of all of him will forever be in your hands and nothing will be able to take them away from your grip and your grasp. In the name of Jesus, yeah, you. Everybody look up here for a second. Him, her, the other one that came up. Look up here. I just sense God so strong. And I know we, it violated the program and we didn't raise the offering and tithing yet. And I didn't even make an altar call and people, I get that. It's called the Holy Spirit disruption. God just disrupted this. I said, I got this. But I want you to hear me right now. I want to speak to the one. I want to speak to the one that went astray. I want to speak to you. I want to speak to the you that's lost right now. I want to speak to you. 
who are separate from the 99. I'm using a parable of Jesus from the Gospel of Luke. The Bible says that the shepherd was with his flock. One of them went astray and he left the 99 to look for the one. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. Some of you are here because you're that one. You're that one. You, you, the God, God, and God through destiny was telling you, take the right turn and you took the left. He told you to go this way. You went the other way and some things happened and you're over there. You're here in this service right now because the good shepherd says, I've never forgotten about you. I've never forgotten about you. I'm not done with you. I have purpose for you. When I see you, I don't see failure. When I see you, I don't see hell and death. When I see you, I see my masterpiece in the, the apple of my eye. So if that's you, I'm going to count the three. If you are the one, you know who I'm talking about. You've gone astray. You've walked away from God's purpose for your life, from God's destiny for your life. From God, you've walked away, you've walked away, you strayed away. Maybe you were pushed away. Maybe life just messed you up. If that's you, I'm a, for the next 10 seconds, I'm going to open it up. If that's you, I want you to come out of your seat and just join me right there. Because this is the day the good shepherd just says, I got you. You're in my hands. He's going to heal your now, save your now, deliver your now, fix your now, forgive your now, and prepare you for your next. Matter of fact, if that's you, I'm going to count to ten. Come out of your seat. Join me right here. Matter of fact, come up real quick. Go, 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 go. Come up. There it is. One. There it is. Two. Come on. I'm waiting for you. Quickly. Come out of your seat. This is you, baby. Three. Come on. I see you. Four. Five. Six. Come on. Keep on. Keep on. I lost count now. Keep on. All right. Keep on, keep on, come on. Church, give the Lord a shout of praise right now for this. Make room, there's more coming, there's more coming, there's more coming, there's more coming. Wow! Come on! services this year, this may arguably be the most significant because of the harvest. Right here. Right here. This is it. This is it right here. This is people. This is it right here. This is it. So stretch out your hands. I want you all who came up, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. 
Every single person here was once in their life, within the confines of their lifetime, we were once away. And Jesus reached out when others did not even seek us. I love the words. When others couldn't find us and when we couldn't even find ourselves. He found us. How about this? God knows when you broke and where you broke. God knows why you broke. And he loves you. And I don't mean like a little bit of love. He loves you. This is going to sound crazy for some of you. When you were crying and you were broken, he was crying with you. The Bible says the Holy Spirit weeps. He cries with you. He cries with you. Who do you think put you here? He said, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Even when you got yourself dirty, when it was your fault, he still said, I know it's your fault. Come here. You're still mine. He said, you're still mine. You're still mine. You're still mine. I'm not done with you yet. So I want you all who came up just to raise your right hand and repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Good Shepherd, here I am. Thank you for finding me. Repeat these words. Save all of me. See, that's not just your soul. It's your body, your mind, your everything. Deliver all of me. Heal all of me. Fill all of me. Bless all of me. Change all of me. I confess that you, Jesus, you are my pastor. I'm in your hands. You're my Lord and Savior. Your blood forgives me. Your spirit empowers me. Your wounds, they heal me. So I receive all of you. I'm in your hands. Never again will I ever be out of your hands. In the name of Jesus, amen.